Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There is a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Propaganda returns for yes. the new season. It's exciting, isn't it? Off the back of a victory. Dan Moylan with you, with Michael Normanton, who has returned from his holidays, and Moscow White as well. Daniel Chapman. Who hasn't been on his holidays. Ever, Maybe to my, to my knowledge. <laughs> so this is the show Propaganda, where we find out what's been said about Leeds United. Part one of this of propaganda will be where we find out what Leeds fans thought of the victory against Wolves and this week look out for uh, propaganda extra if you're a TSB plus subscriber you will find bonus bits on top of the it's, it's like the cherry on the icing on top of a wonderful cake the cake we're about to bake and serve you using the finest ingredients from the West Midlands okay and West Yorkshire and all over the world wolf, actually. I've really stretched this one on wolf cake Wolf, yes, wolf cake. Let's get into that wolf cake then. So, what should we talk about? We ask our TSP Plus members, what have we got then? Who sent in what, Michael? You've been rifling through the mailbag, the audio mailbag. There's all, yeah. People, people recording tapes, wrapping them up in envelopes, sending them in. You've unwrapped them, unpacked them, put them in your mm-hmm. tape player, closed the lid, press play, got ah. Oh. Amazing. Well, that's just one of the many new features. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one of two, actually, for this season. Growing collection of C90s. <laughs> the other one is Moscow's average scores oh, that, that he collects. Not my average scores, the TSB Plus members. Is this where we tell scores. Moscow just how average he is? <laughs> not quite. <laughs> but you know what? I kind of agree with them. So well done, everyone. Yeah, this is now in the uh, so TSB Plus members when they're sending in their feedback on the match. They can also do a player rater. And I sent out uh, the draft kind of results in last night's daily email, Monday night's daily email. They've updated slightly since then because we left it open for a little while, so these have slightly changed from them. But still, the thrust of it where it's um, Ilan Melier and Brendan Aronson vying for player of the match, which is probably fair. Who was worst? That's what we want to know, though, isn't it? Who did everybody hate? <laughs> Somerville. Rubbish. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. What did he get? A six point oh two. Six point oh two. But I mean, average that is. That is that's maths. Live maths for you. I think him and Gailhart were kind of early victims of the new uh, five subs rule and kind of coming on late and not really having a chance to do anything. They were both fine. Jesse Marsh got seven point nine nine. That's so it's so annoying that it wasn't eight. Somebody just go in there and give him a ten. To yeah. Tip it up. Over eight. Yeah. So seven point nine nine for Marsh. We have got Melier on an eight point two five and Aronson on an eight point five. 
man of the match. And, and, Jack, and Jackie with a nice respectable 7.42, which is, I'm glad to see because he's often overlooked his Jackie. And he was very good on Saturday, I thought. He should have got the assist for Bamford's header because that was a great cross. Mm. And then uh, was vital in the first goal. Are we, should we focus on Jackie being good or should we just take the opportunity now to get straight into Bamford? Old Bamford returns, missing easy chances. Oh, bless him. 6.81 for, for Patrick. He played fine. You can tell he's kind of uh, rusty. It would have been nice if he'd scored a goal because um, to get him back into the, the groove of things. But he's never been a particularly potent. He's not Lee Chapman, is he? No. So the header was, um, let's say, well, it was on target. That's good. It was uh, hard enough. But it did take a very good save. Like a worse goalkeeper probably would have let that in. So. And you get a feeling Can't that it, it would have put a spring in his step had he knocked that one in as well. It's proper, like a springboard for the season. So instead he's got to endure people like us criticising him for being marginally off target with one Well, I'm, I'm not criticising him. I thought he did fine. Just if he's a bit rusty, bathe him in WD-40, off we go. Is that the way to do it, is it? Yeah, yeah. On the performance in general, I quite liked Philip's summary where he says uh, we were, you know, good. Then we weren't for a bit. Then we were again. And we needed click to uh, feed Bamford for the second. We needed to keep click forever. That's the thing. Bamford set up Aronson really well, didn't he? That was a good cross. Yeah, da- yeah damn him for running through with a ball, Moscow. Because oh, the, the bastard. Uh, well, he ran onto it and I think, you know, we were criticising. It's not really a first touch because you talk first touch is kind of controlling the thing and during that sort of 20 minute spell when Wolves were dominating the ball, it's kind of, Tyler Adams seems to be, every time I looked up, we'd lost the ball again, basically. And then we couldn't get it to Bamford to stick and I don't think Rodrigo was helping him in that regard. But as a, one touch on clicks through ball, just playing it straight across for Aronson, not the Wolf player, uh, to score. That was really, really good. Uh, Bay Area Brandon asks, were you at all surprised by the width to penis ratio? Um, it was girthier than last season. And I think Aronson made a difference on that. Should we explain the, the reference there, I think, maybe for any new listeners or viewers, <laughs> that um, because the, the system is quite narrow, mm. um, but wider at the back, we've called it penis ball. Well, we, it was a, a throwback to an old... Warnock formation. Which, yes, you know, that's Neil Warnock, former Leeds United manager, dreadful man. A different. If you are new to being a Leeds fan, Christ, a different time altogether. Yeah, we've got. A lot, I should say, we said hello to our new American viewers and listeners because we've got loads. Because we mentioned a lot of stuff about America in the match ball, like how you can buy a thousand tub of ibuprofen, and people sent photos to us as yeah, well. So those thank tubs you. Get bigger and bigger. Yeah. So if we, you are, we needed those during Neil Warnock's management. Yeah, and you're a transatlantic fan. Neil Warnock was our manager about what ten years ago, something like mm. that. It was awful. We yeah. hated it all, um, and we were rubbish. Yes, but it was very. He played it was, penis ball. It was a very know. vertical style of football, wasn't it? Yeah, more there in the, the air. That's the that's the difference. I mean, you can look at the the winning goal was very vertical, where it's Adams and uh, Click just passing it forward, forward, forward. Under Warnock, that would have been happening about you know two meters further into the sky. Yes, yeah, so that was that was the famed penis ball. So we we christened this. It's, this is the refined penis ball. Red ball, ball red ball penis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, taurine penis. You want yeah, exactly. Pouring out of a penis, really? No. Is it? Let's move on. Um, what you do get sometimes. But I think the... We did have a bit of width. Yeah. Aronson tends to go just wherever the ball is. Mm-hmm. But I think bearing in mind he does play on the right of the three behind the striker. He's not a winger. So that tells you something about how much width we expect there. Harrison, you can see a lot about sort of the intended width by where he was for the goal, for the first goal, which is running basically on a line between the centre the center spot and the penalty spot. Where he takes it, it's again more Bamford praise. I think the chest layoff for Harrison was really good. The first goal is both goals actually are really good examples. I think of what we're aiming for because one of the things Marsh has uh, says in one of his uh, 
webinars about all this tactic and stuff that sounds really weird is if you can't really think of anything to do with the ball, just give it to the other team and then try and get it back from them. And it sounds like nonsense. And in a way, it does kind of make my uh, the hairs on the back of my hands stand up in a bad way. But you saw it in the first goal because that pass from Harrison is pretty awful. It just goes to the Wolves fullback in the penalty area. But he's done it because with Rodrigo and Aronson running in on him and then Harrison chasing his own pass, that kid then has three Leeds players around him who get the ball back off him in the penalty area and we score. So it's kind of, that's a great You can example understand it, can't you then? Yeah, yeah it makes sense. How that's, yeah. Uh, how that's working. So it's not very um, precise and sort of not exactly, you know, it's not De Bruyne passing through for Parland to just run on and score, but, you know, City fans are going to be bored of that soon. So, but then um, again, just to counter that, the second goal was precise. So yeah. you, can, you can do it both ways. You know, when, when the pass is on, use it. Yeah. I think that was the thing I took from the, the style in the first half. I really enjoyed it, but it was kind of chaotic. But chaos was fun as well. Yeah. yeah. And that was, but it, that was the shape of it. It was loads of real fast charging around, yeah. which made, it makes for some exciting stuff. It's very different to what we've become used to. And I don't think aesthetically it's ever going to be quite as beautiful to watch but it can still be quite effective and doing it in little packs and stuff so not everyone is always running does probably mean you can do it for a bit longer I mean I know we, we dug out Scott Scotty Scott Scotty Scott Scott Scotty Scott Scott Parker mm. who we should mention his sleeves by the way at the weekend as uh, manager I've, I've, of Bournemouth I've missed this I've heard it discussed had a grey blazer on uh, you remember Scott Scott Scotty Scott 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 Scotty Scott 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 Scotty mm. Scotty Parker was the owner of the Bladigan which was a blazer come cardigan mm-hmm. and we christened it a Bladigan. This was just, a, I think, a straightforward jacket, but a blazer, but it had like four, it looked like some sort of, somebody was going into the Space Navy or something, I don't know. Like a grey blazer on with stripes on one arm, not both. Yeah, he had like four hoops around the lower yeah. arm of um, one side of his, it was quite a light grey It looked like uh, PTFE blazer. tape, you know, the stuff you put around plumbing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was about that yeah. thickness, white, yeah. Strange. I couldn't work out, like, was it a, I couldn't decide if it was like a tribute to somebody, if it was like, you know, where you put an armband on. The uh, four tops. Because there's four of them on, um, one for the kids, etc. So a strange, uh, a strange choice. Well, I think you were going to say something about scripted movements. I was going to say something about scripted movements, yes. And we dug him out for saying that about Bielsa's football. But you did know it was coming, didn't you? Whereas this, you don't. And it's mad. And it's fun. One of the clips I've, um, I chose not to use, but from watching the Wolves things, actually, was from that first goal. You can hear the Wolves fan thinking that they've got the ball back. Mm. And one of them goes, wee! <laughs> and then about two seconds later, the ball's in the net. And I think that is sort of how the system is meant to That's work. That's the clip that was shot from their away end, wasn't it? Right down the front and it turns and pans to the south stand, yeah. which it just explodes into life, which is wonderful. That's chaos as well, which I like. Hey, listen, and um, we've got this new exciting format. It's called audio. Uh, people have been mm. recording, sending their tapes in, as we said. Um, you've unpacked them all. You've put them into your tape player. Should we play, press play on one of them? Go on then, which one? Which one do you want to go for? Oh, have you got a sound effect of like pressing, pressing play on a tape machine? I'll they do that on Netflix documentaries, don't they? They're like a... <laughs> 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 oh, just before we do it, just to close out the thought on penis ball, by the way, Scrooge just said, uh, I can't do a voice message because I do this form at work, so it looks like I'm working. USA, USA, penis ball, one is a game. I think it's in an American accent. It's it, ty- it seems probably. to have typed it in an American accent as well. Albeit in much different circumstances of not facing inevitable doom to the poor people tears of English football. Right, let's play a tape. Um, who are we playing? Are we going for Melbourne, White? Should we start there? Why not? Uh, dig, the, dig the tape out then, Michael. Put it in the machine. Oh, stuck. We've got a pencil to wind it. Oh, no. Is it, <laughs> is it at the wrong end as well? <laughs> Turn it over, put it back in. Right. I, I think it's working have now. We, have we milked yeah, that I think joke? it's working yeah, now, yeah. Fast forward it. 
a midnight kickoff here in Melbourne, which always is better than 2 or 4 a.m., but really good and relieved to start the season well. Nice baritone quality to that voice, mm. isn't it? Yeah, and I will say credit to the Australian mail services for getting that tape to us so quick. Very good. I didn't expect it to arrive that quickly in the post. Put them in charge of the Leeds, uh, the Leeds shirts. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't on that ship. No. Well, that was exciting, wasn't it? This new fangled relief, technology. Relief, though, is what I felt, I think. Yeah. Because we did stay up last year, but I don't think any of us were entirely convinced or sure how it was meant to function. But it seemed like it. I could see how it how it's going to work mm. after you could that see game. Some of the, because we were talking briefly there about kind of the connections to the old style of play under Bielsa and it was hard to understand how any of what we saw last season was any kind of development or had any kind of relation to what was brilliant on the Bielsa. Now you can see what they've gone with a bit more clearly, which is it's the aggression and the energy and the high um, energy levels all the way through and fighting for every ball. There's things that are kind of trying to retain. And I guess the, the cliche that will come from the club is that's how, you know, that's going to be our core DNA moving forward. And in your interview with Angus, he talked about sort of, how they will always look for coaches who can uh, keep the players that fit because the, the way that Bielsa trained the players was like to get them to a, a fitness that Heckingbottom had never seen was um, exceptional. And then it will be those things where I guess the difference is Bielsa managed to get the players to do this kind of level of precision that was incredibly difficult to consistently play. Some of that kind of stress goes, I'm sounding like Jesse Marsh immediately. Some of that kind of difficulty level goes out of it where the passes don't have to be as precise. There is a little bit more of a, uh, license to um to do what Harrison did, which is just like, well, we're bursting through. I've got options in front of me. I'm just going to stick it into the penalty area because I know that two other players and me are going to run after it and make something happen. Whereas previously it would be more of like you are looking to get it to somebody's feet and you're looking for a, a perfect cross to meet one player in the penalty area. And it was quite striking that often we had to Bamford and Rodrigo front post, back post. Goldie um, actually neither of them scoring. Yeah, I was going to say, Goldie said, nice to see us not constantly trying to walk the ball over the line to score and actually trying new things. Mm. Um, and Will from Melbourne, another one um, from our Antipodean cousins. Uh, I felt like this was the first game in which I could see properly what the, the actual plan was. And that's a nice feeling after the way the final games of last season went. That was it. That's that's the, the relief there, isn't it? That, mm. oh, actually, we, we get it now. Yeah, there's a plan and it, it looks looks okay. I think. It is one game in as well, we yeah, should yeah, say. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I think Sean Kay makes a good point as well on the same sort of subject Moscow is talking about of, of individual responsibilities and stuff in with it. Is He's saying big difference yesterday was no one had a stinker. And I think Bielsa's season system didn't necessarily allow for someone to play really badly. It's because, all one-on-one, isn't it? Exactly, because it, it all completely collapsed. You're saying last season, even when we played well, someone had a shocker. He does then say, admittedly, nine times out of ten, that was Furpa. He <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> was fortunately injured. Um, let's spin down on the sheet about defensive concerns. Will these tactics work against better sides? And can we get have you got the tape from Ding? I've got Ding. I mean, Ding is uh, is a long time writer. He's he sent an audio and a, a text messaging. More pessimistic than me is Ding. I think he was um, he was fully signed up for us going down last season. <laughs> Let's keep the thousand ibuprofen bottles away from Ding. <laughs> Enjoy the win by all means. It's a long, long, long season. That's <laughs> uh, spoken like a true Leeds fan. Yeah, he says he doesn't go on to expand it. A little bit too optimistic on the match ball for my liking, but I'll give you that I'm more pessimistic than Michael. The squad is still too thin, um, and to stay up, you really do need to beat Wolves at home. Although we didn't last year, no, and we did. So I think that's the thing with it. With the, starting with a win, it feels like we're almost there. We're safe. We're safe, lads. It's all well, the I said that on the match ball when you were <laughs> off gallivanting on your holidays. Like we're ten percent of this of towards safety now, mm. and I know that's a really grim way to look at it. But if we can get to like you know hundred percent soon. 
then we can enjoy this properly, can't we? We can just go, ah, good laugh, this this football malarkey. Mm. It's also a quarter of the home wins we saw last season. Yeah. There were only four last year. And I hadn't really thought of that. So not many of that, is it? I read it um in some of the, the coverage afterwards and like yeah, so it's um even just seeing us win at home was nice and you just enjoy that for whatever it is. And I think Four wins in two years is all the majority have seen because it was shut, wasn't it? Exactly. So it's a long so, time. Dear of course, you've got to celebrate it. And um, I think that's where relief sits in as well because it is a lot easier to come in and sort of talk about the, the positives that you can see in what we're trying to do than if we'd lost, you know, 2 0 to Wolves or something. Imagine, I was, look, I mean, it is a bit of a warning. I suppose the fact we're playing them next week will be interesting, but Southampton's uh, weekend playing. What's theoretically quite similar to start wasn't just losing four one immediately with one of the most hilarious on goals. Yeah, but when you and shiny and exciting, they're boring and old. Exactly, and they hate were, it. That's not old, like that anymore. West Ham as well. Imagine that, just like playing Man City the first game and just losing two nil to two piling goals. And just David Moyes afterwards just sound like, well, I don't well even what know, can you do? I don't even know why we turned up today. Yeah. I will start again next week. Hey, Michael, um, can you dig out your best um, cowgirl accent, please, and read out what Jane said there, just underneath thing. Just yeah, well, hang on. Do you have a? Do you have? A, I think I'd like to hear your because this is definitely these are definitely the, the words of an American. <laughs> Hold on, Jane. Yeah, <laughs> come on, cowgirl. Cow. Think, think Jesse well, off Toy Story. Well, Jesse I, off Toy Story. I want to hear more about what happened to us on defense and what's likely to happen against better offense. I like that. Oh, offense? Oh, offense. Offense. Yeah. Oh, offense. 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 <laughs> you see, until that <laughs> point, German. I thought it was just a tape from Jane. We did okay. <laughs> but A, Melier had seems to make B, walls aren't great. And C, I feel vulnerable when our fullbacks move so far forward. True story. You know, um, over there in America, just go out to eat wolves. Just go out and shoot one and eat it. Fair <laughs> dues. Do, yeah. We don't have them over here, do we? Apart from, obviously, the football team. Are they reintroducing them? In some areas. It's going to be Scotland. They always reintroduce stuff in Scotland as a trial. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, take, it'll take them ages to find the way down. Yorkshire's a long way. They'll have, to, they'll have to navigate Hadrian's Wall and then get down the A1. If you go up to like Aberdeen, there's bears and shit up there, I'm sure. <laughs> they don't care. Imagine a, a book-fast-filled wolf <laughs> wandering south, see what it can find. Um, That's not something I'd like to encounter on a dark night. John in Grimsby... Um, exiled from Grimsby by the sounds of it, which is not necessarily... I thought he was exiled in Grimsby. Oh, that'd be bad, wouldn't it? I mean, it's not that far. No. But Grimsby is the end of the line in many senses of the word. Sorry, John. It's the open door to Holland. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, and gas as well. Yeah, and fish. Yeah. Lots um, of things. says, I understand we've narrowed the touch lines. And let me stop you there. Because that's not Are you correct. just reading this out so you can tell him he's wrong? Yes. Absolutely. John, you're wrong. The only reason is because I found myself... We still like you. ...inexplicably looking through the Premier League handbook, which lays out all the rules. And according to the Premier League your pitch has to be 105 by 68 metres, so you're not allowed to bring it in if you've got the room to accommodate it. You, you can, for historical like building reasons, have slightly smaller dimensions, but you've got to get dispensation. So all the pitches are the standard like FIFA dimensions, 105 by 68 metres. There was a time where you could you could choose them, but you had to stick with them all season. Yeah, well, that was that was the case, but now it's, they've standardised the pitch dimensions. But um, I mean, back in Howard Wilkinson's day, you know when we signed Lee Sharp? He, I think he took readings of Sharp's average crossing distance and narrowed the uh, the touchlines accordingly so that Sharp was more effective. And wasn't he effective? Yeah. So yeah, that's not the case. And you're not allowed, your grass is not allowed to be longer than something like 30 millimetres or something like that. There's all sorts of mad rules. There's a beautiful story with that as well from Paul Trevelyan, who's uh, Nicholas Dixon has painted his mural on the side of uh, um, next to the cop gates. And you can also buy our See You Win um, special issue on our website where one of the things he wanted Terry Cooper to do before a game 
was, because he played left back, was to measure out the distance from the side of the penalty area to the touchline because it was different at every ground. So he was like, that's so you're, that's where you play, that's your area. So if you show to people, this is how serious you are about the game, that you measure that distance out because it's, it's different at every away ground. That's amazing. Everybody will notice you. And uh, he was up for it, but then he, Terry Cooper broke his leg before the FA Cup final, so um, never actually got to do it. But yeah, that was just a great bit of thinking from the Beaver, as Paul Trevelyan was always known, still is known. Do you ever play on the Sunday League pitches where the... Um... The edge of the 18-yard box was about a yard from the touchline because yeah. there was clearly not enough room for a football pitch, but they put one in anyway. They marked out the 18-yard box in proper dimensions. And the little quadrant for the corner basically touched the edge of the area. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's, that's fine. It's just about fits. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Left-backs? Yes. Howard has things to say about left-backs because we didn't have one, did we? We did. He was big and he was gorgeous. He was big and strong. Enough to turn me. Have you got the tape, by the way? Uh, Yes. There we go. One point I wanted to make about Saturday was while Stroik doesn't have much pace and clearly he's a square peg in a round hole, at least he gives the team more of a threat um, at offensive corners. Um, he had two headers where he could potentially have scored on Saturday and that, that might be all, all the difference in some games. What do you think about that, guys? I just got caught up in him saying offensive corners then. That's what they are. Yeah, attacking corners. Uh, same thing. But do Americans have a different name for corners? Offense. Offense, what were you saying before? Anyway. Offense. Uh, Offense. Yeah, I, I quite liked him at left back. He had a few he had a few dubious moments, didn't he? But I was thinking of um My big know, my big fear though is they'll make do transfer policy when, when you start, well, start saying don't talk him into it. We need yeah, a left back. Yeah, we should still sign one, to yeah. be absolutely clear. But I didn't mind him there. I thought he did all right. Apparently yeah. I missed most of this, but um he was arguing with Jesse Marsh. During the game, after the game, all the way through the game, about how where he should be and what he was doing, and kind of making points about well, if I'm here, they're getting in, they're getting in behind and all this kind of stuff. And so I think he's not necessarily it's not you know 
it's not an argument. It's more he's trying to sort of learn what he's supposed to be doing while we're doing it, which um, is probably where a specialist would make a difference in that point of view. Yeah, I so. think I said that on the, on the match, but there were times when you just wanted, like, in terms of like how strike positioned his body and stuff like you know when you that thing that the left backs do to burst out in this that same ball actually that Bamford played to Aronson just whipping the ball across a more natural like left back sort of tends to do that sort of action mm. you know physically speaking whereas Strauch is obviously he's he's beef he's vertical he's heading it away he's clearing it passing it forward isn't he I mean he might learn it if he does it some more because mm. I remember when I first saw Stuart Dallas at fullback I was a bit like mm, I don't know doesn't look like a natural defender not entirely sure we, we should be playing him there and then he, he quickly morphed into our first choice fullback and central midfielder and he's probably the still, the, still the best left back at the club even now I think and it would be one where they can they shouldn't underrate left back and shouldn't rely on strike um, and maybe even I have I'm a bit more optimistic about Furpo when he comes back but the importance of the fullbacks for providing attacking width in the way that we're playing means that if we have an actual attacking fullback instead of a centre back being converted, it could make a big difference to us uh, going forward. And it was funny with um, obviously Howard mentioned offensive corners, but for the defensive corners that the were talked about in advance from Marsh was saying like set pieces will be important. Den Donker's header that had to get that save out of Melier was a little bit like that was that wasn't better than the corners that we were seeing last year. It was still something getting a, a free header which with strike. Urente and Cork and Bamford, who we use uh, defensively at corners as well, all on the pitch and still giving up a, a defensive header is kind of like back to the drawing board on the the, the defense corner. Speaking mm. of the of the corners, actually, it was nice to see Aronson taking them and sticking with lead traditions. Can't be the first man. He stepped up yeah. for his first, first ever Leeds United corner. I was like, oh, new corner taker. And just, just, to, just pa- I was going to say, just pause that thought because against Cagliari, he was taking him and varying him up and looking good and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff in a non-competitive match. Doesn't, that doesn't count. No. As <laughs> soon, soon as we got <laughs> got to Wolves, hit the first man. Yeah, I mean, I think set pieces are going to be a thing, aren't they, this year? And I did. I was Not kind if they're of, like that. Well, yeah. I know, I know Bielsa more or less considered him cheating though, didn't he? So, yeah, I we're mean, starting from a low base, aren't we? So it needs some time to I mean, build it all back up. Literally none. Literally no set pieces. Melier was probably my man of the match, says Zach. Made a few brilliant saves, as well as his diving catch for a dangerous Wolves cross and always being off his line fast enough, that's a good point, to reach the ball before the opposition. Give him some love. Give him some love after a tough last season. Hmm. I don't think, yeah. I mean, he did have a tough last season in terms of he conceded loads, but I didn't think generally he was that bad considering what he, he had to brilliant. do. Yeah, it's quite it's quite morale zapping though, isn't it? If you're yeah. picking the ball out of the net four mm. or five times, you know, every other week. Yeah, he, get, he gets plenty of love coming up in uh, Heroes and Villains, does Melier. Oh, so. well, but, but, well, I don't even need to listen now, do I? <laughs> I'm just Idiot. saying, Idiot. The, the reason there's not more <laughs> feedback on the form is because everyone's put him into that. Uh, to be fair, I can see you've got a big pile of tapes under the desk there. <laughs> Have they been sending in? I don't know where I'm going to put them all. <laughs> well, just, I'll just record... Uh, just chuck them in the ocean. Just put top 40 over them. Just chuck them in the ocean, then up in that big... Junk. There's like a big thing in the middle of Pacific, isn't there, where all the junk just accumulates? It's where, pre- where, still our, pre- if where still, our home shirts are at the minute. If we're still pretending it's the 1980s, then that doesn't exist and no one cares about the ocean. What, the old junk thing? Yeah. Okay. Ah, fair enough. We've got to burn some, I don't know, fridges later on. <laughs> Release some CFCs into the air. Some uh, flora, 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 carbons. flora, flora, carbons. There we go. <laughs> uh, right. Um, where were we? We're not talking about Jesse yet, have we? Have we not? Not yet, not really. And he was he was well rated because he was um, he was part of Moscow's rate the team. You should stick mm. referees on there as well. By the way, I did have a thought because it means we can just see how low because the referee will obviously never get more than like a five. 
even right. if they give us a load of pens. But um, I'll do that. Jesse Marsh. Anything seven, else you want? Ah, uh, yeah. Jesse Marsh seven point nine nine. So if we include him with the players, he was in third place, which I think is fair enough. Yeah, you know, he did well, didn't he? He um, got the subs absolutely right, as we said on the match ball. Happy about that. Uh, Does that mean he got the starting lineup wrong? No, it doesn't. But got um, into the sub is interesting actually because Rodrigo. Has anybody mentioned Rodrigo? Because it's it throws a bit back into last season's style of the one thing that Rodrigo always seems to have a problem with under Bielsa was pressing. That he's not that you would see people just running past him from midfield. And then the problem at the start of the second half, at least based on what the cure was, was bringing Click on who would actually stop the opposition from having such an easy ride in that position. So there's almost, there is a... Five subs though, uh, Moscow. There is, yeah. So is it that we we keep because um, Rodrigo wasn't happy to be coming off. He had a bit of a, a sulk as he went. To Didn't the like bench. that drink, did he? That they no. gave him. What, what was it? Do you think it looked a lot like water? Right, I would say he did maybe, some, maybe uh, some electrolytes. Mm. If, I mean, if he's sitting in the Boost West End, then why isn't he being given loads of that? But um, this all happened to Jack Clark. But given there is such a reliance on you know energy and pressing, I suppose he did for the first goal. He was involved in in that, but will um will he be able to keep up that pace all well, season, or do we just go with click? Bonium says. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. We do that first because we've got Zach, another one in the colonies there, um, who's been in touch. Yeah, Bonium says uh, thought was Rodrigo was good, but I'm not falling for that shit. <laughs> he did this to me last season when Marsh first came in. It was funny, like um, when I spoke to Angus Kinnear uh, before the weekend. One of the things that got picked up on was him saying we're expecting more. More, you know, things from Rodrigo this season. And still, a number, still and a, expecting yeah, them. And a number of people kind of picked up on that. Like, yeah, exactly that. We're not falling for that shit again. I was going to say, well, isn't that what you said the previous year? I think there is, you can see in Rodrigo, there is a quality footballer in there. It just, he doesn't seem to turn it on all the time and just seems a bit confused and tired. And but like, look at him when he scored, look how happy he looked. He's oh, got a lovely face. Yeah, he was. It's like a cartoon character. He was mad. It's like a teddy bear. Yeah. Like an I mean, that hurts, yeah. and he's doing a lot harder than me because he's got stronger arms. But the um, <laughs> probably got stronger chest as well. Pair him to. <laughs> I think we might need a doctor. Um, Aronson for like non-stop running around, and then the imagination and uh, uh, some clever passing and stuff. Rodrigo, sort of, you only see it in bits. Whereas I think, don't think Aronson's gonna have problems lasting ninety minutes. Those are options as well. Because when does Aronson move to the middle when Sinistera? Is coming in. Where is Dan James going to be? Christ, we've got options. This? We've got options. Imagine if we'd signed the Kettler, you know, it would have been, I mean, that's an imaginary. I, re- I really, 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 really hope we sign Martin Terrier just for your pronunciations of his name. Martin Terrier. From where? From where? Is he from the same place as Rafinha? Yeah. Or, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, we were talking about Jesse, weren't we? Mm. Yeah. So the substitution, you saw what was up. And he fixed it. That's good. And he's obviously what he's been telling them. The tactical topics and the clarity seems to have done the trick over the summer. So they didn't look like a bunch of useless scoundrels as they did at times. Last season, uh, managed to avoid chinning click and try taking all that out on Bruno Large instead. So that's a lot better. Yeah, good. I think he might have hit Bruno Large. Did you see his chin at the end? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I forgot, I forgot to mention Zach from Australia's uh, comments. Uh, do you want to do this? Because uh, obviously his accents are your speciality. You see, this is why people need to just send in the tapes yeah. using <laughs> SpeakPipe. Is because yeah. if you don't give us your own voice, Michael is going to do an impression of what he imagines you sound like. Jane, next time, 
just yeah. do it yourself so we don't have to go through yeah, this Yeah, we, we want to hear everybody's voices on the show because you yeah. have to listen to us blathering on week after week after week. So why not get yourself involved? And we'll and edit, actually, edit you down, make yourself sound, we'll make you sound good. I'm actually very intrigued to know, like, I'd love to compare Jane's actual voice. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no difference, to what we what I would guess. What about Zach from Australia? Where's Zach? He's just he's in, the, in the Rodrigo bit there. <laughs> you're doing Tony Dorigo you're channeling Dorigo I know there's only one match but the effort levels on Rodrigo look like they've gone up to 200% if that kind of performance becomes the new normal the injury to Sinistera might actually turn out to be the best thing that could have happened because there's no way Rodrigo starting ahead of him you don't get this shit on Arsenal fan TV do you eh? if effort levels have gone up 200% that means does that mean they've tripled because if they've gone up 100%, gone up, you've oh, yeah. doubled. If you go up 100%, you've doubled. If they've got 200%, they've tripled, haven't they? Don't ask me about maths. All I'd say is kind of that uh, we can't consist... I suppose the downside of Saturday is we can't get away with what we did in the first 20 minutes of the first uh, second half. Too many more times. The good aspect of it was that they didn't get really any clear chances out of it apart from the, the corner and then the one that uh, Rasmus got his brilliant tackle in on Huang. But yeah... Rodrigo's role in not helping us get even a touch of the ball um, in those 20 minutes. I don't want to put all the blame on on him, but him going off seemed to fix it. So, <laughs> you know, it, it does kind of look that way. Problem meets solution. There's a question for uh, for going forward, you know, the, the view that it is one game and the, the, the relief and, and all that sort of stuff. And, it will, and fitness will well. build. Fitness will build as well. Fitness will build as well. But then it's the question is like, is Rodrigo, is it a Rodrigo? fitness thing because we've never seen him really manage to sustain that mm. pressing he doesn't do the Bamford work I mean we're all we're all comfortably over 30 I mean I think we you know easy it is to get tired in life maybe he's just a bit tired maybe so maybe so I mean whether or not he starts like you say if Dan James comes back if we want someone who can do relentless pressing the idea of Aronson and James chasing you is just speaking of, I mean that's tiring to think about isn't it yeah, it is. And um, I think, I can't remember where I was reading it, but there's a, there's a sort of school of thought. Now, it might be somebody on Wacko posted it actually about there's a school of thought in rugby now where people are trying to finish the game with their strongest team rather than necessarily starting with it because you can make more stuff happen in the, like, mm. the final quarter of the game. Mm. And with five subs, it's interesting to think about that, isn't it? Like, you, do you unleash all the, the pace like in the second half when people are starting to tire? Do you do what Eric Ten Hag did and bring three on in the 89th minute when you lose to Brighton? <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's oh, a good tactic. Let's not get too excited about them. That at was the always because... a Warnock move as well, wasn't it? If he's already been mentioned on this podcast, he used to say, who's got, uh, who's got, uh, who's got an appearance bonus? You're going on. <laughs> now, these, and you've earned it. These allegations have always been denied. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they will earn their they, own. But they have been made by several people who played for him this now. This is true. The, uh, the substitution story with Warnock that I always like is when we were playing away at Middlesbrough and we're grinding away to a nil-nil draw and the um, the away fans, the Leeds fans started singing at him to uh, make a change, bring your subs on and he sarcastically clapped. Yeah, I'm the manager. And then Middlesbrough scored and so we had to quickly bring on uh, <laughs> two players as quickly as he could. I think, I think we ended up drawing. But it was, uh, yes, that's how good it got on the Warnock where we were chanting at him to make a substitution so, so all, these, all these Yankee refusing. Johnny come lately they've missed all the uh, all the fun haven't they the joy I mean yeah I keep thinking of Brendan Aronson and comparing that position to Danny Webber <laughs> you know <laughs> how far we have come and losing was did we lose this was 6-4 under him or was that 7-3 it was 7-3 definitely it was 7-3 wasn't it? yeah, yeah. Under, to Nottingham Forest no. which was grim 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 <laughs> times um, listen we've got to wrap up the show in the next five minutes but we've got stuff to get through so let's do that let's give a shout out to the old lady that JB I mean we don't we don't know how old she is so maybe that might be 
It's all relative, isn't a bit, it? A bit mean. Yeah. I mean, if JB's 10, someone over 30 looks old, don't they? Mm. Uh, shout out to the old lady in front of me in the cop who, with five minutes to go, as we couldn't get out of our own half, turned round and told me we'd definitely win the match 2-1 as she put a tenner on uh, at 4-1 for Leeds to win this game four weeks ago. The reverse Michael Normanson knew that we were definitely going to win and she was absolutely right. Gamble responsibly, kids. See, had I been in the ground at this point, I'd have been going, money on Wolves, money on money on the draw, money on the draw, I need some compensation to get me through this. But I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was never in doubt. It looked a bit in doubt. Um, uh, click, click coming on helped. The, the way the second half started, I was worried. And also, I was watching this um, on a bad stream on holiday and the internet had packed up for the first half. So I have since watched it, but I had not seen the good stuff. I'd read that we were doing all right. Yeah. But by the time I actually got to watch it, Wolves basically had the ball for like the first 20 minutes of it. And I was thinking, oh shit, this isn't looking great. The worries, we mentioned the worry of the first 20 minutes when we didn't have the ball. But it's interesting that the big chances for Wolves didn't come during that spell. So, so we, the vulnerability is there. Like the, the goal that they scored, Rasmus, come on. Be, be the hard man you look like. Be the guy who tackled Wang in the second half. He'll get um, there. He'll get there, Will Rasmus. And then that the the way that they went diagonally across again for the uh, Den Donkers chance just before half time that was a brilliant, brilliant save by Melier. But he, you know, when you once you've got a player into that position, it should be a goal. It was a bit of a worry, and it did get very, very. Those few minutes before half time were probably the most end to end basketball frantic chances either end because we just had that. Jackie's cross where Rodrigo and Bamford were both sliding in on it and could have scored there and then we nearly conceded it. It's all this stuff about I guess the one thing where I don't see what's um, uh, happening particularly is a development from from where we were is this idea of us being more pragmatic and solid at the back and that mm, It'll come Moscow That game could have been a four-all draw Hey Moscow um, What was uh, And I would have loved a four-all draw I'm not complaining it's just it's interesting Cox Strauker Clever uh, wants to point out your sad face in the background. You know those two Wolves journos who took a photo of themselves getting all giddy on six minutes and you're lurking in the background there, Moscow, just sat between the pair of them with a face like thunder and then they showed a picture of themselves at full time looking miserable because we'd beaten them, which was glorious. But the nice thing there was seeing your face in the background. If you haven't seen that, by the way, I think we retweeted it. So it's somewhere on our timeline at the square ball. What was going through your mind at that point when they were one up? I mean, I was just watching a game of football. I don't know what those two clowns are up to. Why would you do that? What, what part of being an ex- a journalist is like? Let's let's do this photo. It, it's just mind-numbingly. <laughs> Some people enjoy it. Yeah. What what aspect of that is to be enjoyed? A photo of two people six minutes into a football game pulling daft faces because Moscow Web Web three That's all I've got to say. Maybe they'll turn it into an NFT. I mean, might be them too. I'll know. If anybody does want to turn that into an NFT, that would be quite spectacular. But um, not you, Rajasthani. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not you. <laughs> Strange um, behaviour. Some of the other miscellaneous stuff that's been sent into us as well. Kevin was pleased with the fact that we have blue names and numbers again. Like mm-hmm. that, great deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. been after that for a while. Moo um, Cow White says maybe we need a look at what you could have won section where we keep an eye on Burnley while we're enjoying time in the sun, winning. Definitely. Should I did. It? I did have a little listen into um, our Burnley friend. Yeah, who did a video about us in. Uh, over the summer, weirdly, but um, he seemed happy. I, I just tuned in for a little bit. I couldn't find anything particularly worth worth clipping, but it was it was nice to see him happy again. Well, How did they do on? They played Luton, didn't they? They drew with Luton, yeah, which was a bit of a letdown after the uh, the battered Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Yeah, I mean the whole thing's a letdown, really, isn't it? They it's, were good. They were good against Huddersfield, though. Apparently, they were like yeah, passing, it, like, passing it and stuff stuff they've not seen for yeah, years. It was, yeah, it was quite surprising. But I um, I flicked on Sky yesterday evening. I think 
just to sort of laugh. I think it was an EFL game, wasn't it? And you see Saar, see that goal by Saar mm. from Watford. Put the telly on because nothing better to watch. And the highlights from that were on. And it, I just had a, I had a moment where I thought, oh, could have been us. <laughs> There's no Brendan Aronson in that team, is there? No, if we're th- down. There isn't. Um, nice day out for, for Angus Kinnear, though. Of course. Nice day out for Angus. We've got one more tape to play from Jelly, so do you want to just get that out? Well, let's labour the point right to the end of the show. Do we have to do this every week, do we? Yeah. <laughs> Good to be back. What a way to start the season. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out, just in case of listening, to some bloke in the northeast lower who at 1-0 down went for a piss and we equalised. They came back up. They were like, oh, I'm not sure if you should come back up, but I need to stay down there. Anyway, went again in the second half, to which we went 2-1 up. About the 89th minute, he came back again. He was like, you know what, lad, just need to make sure. Absolute top bloke, unsung hero. Come on, Leeds. We had a Burnley accent there. I was I just going to say, I'm picking up hints of mountain there. Blackburn. Lan- Lancashire mountain. Yeah. Blackburn, a, a Bolton, a, somewhere over there. Please, people, do not be put off from sending in your voice memos from the, the treatment that you're getting. How do they do uh, it, though, first way around. How do they send in their voice memos? That's the important thing. Um, if you're a CSP Plus member, you'll get... Um, it's best to check the email, the last email before the game um, that you get every day as part of your membership. And it's on the website as well. If you've got the menu, it's called Talk To Us TSP Plus. In there is... Uh, there's just a button, and you press the button. Like the Sugar says, Babes. Can we access your microphone? And it says, yeah. And then you read the message. And then, and then we listen to everything you do for the rest of your life. And then there's a box to put your name in. <laughs> it's um, not a trick. And the options then beneath that is still, uh, there's, a, there's a Google form and you can fill in your thoughts on the game and do the player ratings as well. So do both. But we will be, I think the theory is we'd like to encourage people to send the audio ones. Obviously, uh, the practical outcome is that we, uh, well, some people on this podcast I'm just going to make fun of your accent and accuse you of being from Burnley. <laughs> that is, it is a terrible accusation. It, it, could be, it could be a bit of Skipton, out of Skipton there, maybe. Greater Skipton. Greater Skipton. Up near the borders. Yeah, I don't want just, just in case Jelly's the right side of the hills. You, is that what you're claiming? Are you, you're Greater Ilkley, aren't you? Yeah, oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. The same people collect our bins as they do in Ilkley in Bradford. <laughs> let me tell you that. They're not that. full of chicken nugget wrappers like uh, <laughs> 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 the, or- the organic <laughs> foie gras that they're having up in Ilkley. Muesli munching pricks. <laughs> uh, we'll say, by the way, as well, we, we have put a, a time limit on the... Um, chicken nuggets are great, by the way. There's right, no yeah. against them. Yeah, you love a good freezer tapas, Bloody love, you? Bloody love it, yeah. Freezer tapas. There is a time limit on the, the voice memos because we did find that when we were opening it up on WhatsApp that some people were sending really long messages in straight in the bin. <laughs> has to be said. But thank you. Thank you for your contribution. There is enough room there for you to get your point across. And there's, and there's room for everybody. And imagine if people on this podcast started just droning on and on <laughs> without being interrupted for no, ages. It no, would be terrible no if would that ever. was a new... Uh, no one would ever do that. A new development after 12 years. Uh, let's wrap it up there then and uh, we will return with the other half of propaganda. The, the opposition fans, we've got Wolves fans. Is Mr. Miami in there? He is. Now you can make fun of these people's voices. Is Mr. Okay. Ma- is Mr. Miami in there? You know this, right? Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot, his, been older, I forgot yeah. his catchphrase. Does, I don't think he even says it. We've got a clip coming up. I'm going to tell you, I don't, well, think, I don't think it's in there. I don't think he's very happy. No. Mm. Um, stick about for that. Watch out for that appearing in your feed in the next 24 hours and we'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 